Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today, I have the pleasure to have Damien with us. Hello, Damien. Hello. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. I know life gets busy. That's a pleasure. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Let's dive right into it. So what do you do, Damien? So Widgety is a technology company. We take um, cruise line and tour operating information. So everything about their holidays, itineraries, pricing and availability, and we provide it through a super exciting API or feed really to travel agents and travel partners around the world. So we basically supply content to the travel industry. Wow, uh, the vital stuff, the content this day and age. <laughs> Before we dive a little bit further into and find out more about that, I'm always interested to hear somebody's story, their journey of how they got to where they've got to. Are you happy to share your journey with us? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, well, I was at Southampton University. I did an archaeology and history degree 20 years ago now, crikey. And I left and about a year later, I came back and started producing local um, booklets, like a local version of Yellow Pages around Southampton um and really really local and i had really good fun for five years made absolutely no money at all and um and then we managed to produce a map for the new forest which sounds a bit crazy now but it was a retail map that sold for two pounds and eight months in i realized that I, I i was making more money on this map than all the other booklets i had nine or ten booklets around southampton and so i ditched my first business which was kind of my epiphany and realized that you don't need to stay with stuff for life uh, we started doing mapping. Um, it's always generally just been me. We then fell into a, a contract at the Port of Southampton to put magazines in the cruise terminals at Southampton. Um, nobody was really doing it at the time. That by sort of 2009, 2010, was, uh, we had a magazine stand in all of the cruise terminals around the country. Um, and then we moved on. We sold that business. And we, had a, we have a contract which still runs, although it's, it's dead at the moment, to supply the tuck shop on board the cruise ships. So completely random. But again, it's something we fell into. And then I realized that for me, essentially, the future of print, of magazine distribution, of any sort of placement of literature was, in my personal opinion, just going, going downhill. Our business was, was slowing down at the time. And so we moved into online technology. Um, I'm not a technology expert. I'm not an, an IT guru. But um, we launched in sort of 2014, 15, a very basic feed of, of ship content to supply travel agents. And that was, that was five years ago. And I think really our big mantra is it doesn't matter if you haven't got any experience in that, in that sector. We've moved into it, fresh pair of eyes. Um, and it's, it's massively grown, really, especially in the last, in the last two years. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you don't, don't know a lot about what's, what could hold somebody back from setting it up, yeah. You go in with, a, like you say, a fresh pair of eyes and uh, you just go, let's get on with it. Yeah, and I didn't want a business that was local. Um, no offence, I didn't want just local customers. We wanted to, um, I wanted to branch out, try and build something that was truly scalable, that would be um, profitable without me needing to be involved day to day. So it's obviously the holy grail of every business, really. And uh, yeah, it's been exceptionally, exceptionally difficult, but, but enormous fun. Yes. So do you produce the content? Do you write the content and feed it out or is you collecting it from a sort of yeah, central so, hub? Yeah. So essentially the way, the way it works is every, every cruise line and tour operator is different. So we bring in from whichever feed they have, whether it's a spreadsheet or some super sexy API, their itineraries, their pricing, their availability. 
the ship content, the information about them as an operator, brochures, um, cabin information, dining, we manually add in ourselves and we have a team that do that. But what's really, really unique about what we do is nobody globally had really created what I would call an aggregated feed of all of this content. Everyone's got bits and pieces, but if you sat down with a travel agent and we supply everyone from sort of um, Solent World Travel on the South Coast to Hayes and Kuoni and Trail Finders, if you turn around and say with one single feed from us, you can have everything, that's really unique. And the big established players, some of whom are stock market listed in the US, when you actually get down to it and the detail of it, they hadn't really put in, put in the time. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's quite unique what we're offering. It's so important to get the content right. Um, so what, what's being, what people are reading about you, the videos and all those types of content can make a big difference to a business. Yeah, and I'm very, um, our brand is all about the customer. It's not about us. Our logo is always smaller. We don't have setup fees. We don't tie you into long-term contracts. You can literally phone us up and just take one piece of information. Um, and so not having any barriers to entry, having a product that solely depending on what you wanted, we could supply you with it, no matter the size of your business, was really powerful. Everyone has big setup fees. Everyone wants to build your website. We don't do any of that. All we do is supply content. So we laser focused on just one thing. Um, and we built it all from scratch. We don't buy anything in. We do it all in house. So, um, yeah, the, obviously the, the cost, the barrier to starting up was enormous. but um, it's trying to build essentially an industry standard and a level of detail that really hasn't been done before. Yeah. I think focusing on one industry makes, makes that a lot easier. Yeah. I've, I've made the mistake in the past. I've had like three businesses on the go and then doing up a house in the part, you know, in, in, in uh, at the same time. And actually it doesn't work. I think, especially in this current day and age, you can have some big global ambition, but actually just trying to be, fantastically brilliant in one tiny area is personally for me what i believe the way to go you can't do everything it's just too competitive out there i i think that's a, i think there's lots of people listening to this going uh, i sense what you're saying david <laughs> <laughs> so so if somebody's um sort of thinking of putting their content strategy together with their business that's maybe outside of what you do what what tips could you give them to help sort of make something cohesive I think for us, um, I'm very much into what's called relational data. So what that really means is if you sit in front of a spreadsheet, you should be able to um, have a field about your business and a field about a description and a field about something else. And it should be really, really easy to, for those fields to talk to each other. And so I think if you look at your business and you strip it right down, take all the emotion out. Um, so if we take a cabin on a cruise ship, for example, we have the name of the cabin, but we actually list, and nobody had done this before, all the facilities on the cabin, whether it's got a butler service or Wi-Fi. And so it's looking at your product and thinking about it really dispassionately and for almost stepping outside of it. Um, and what it allows you to do, especially with the power of, of computers and the lower cost of servers now, is to be able to ask questions of your data, of your content that no one's done before. And people often have information they didn't realize was valuable about their business because they're focused on selling one product. So a really good example is, when I started the business, we presumed our only customers would be travel agents, but we now supply data and content to insurance firms, um, to, to a jewelry chain in the Caribbean that want to track price changes over time. Um, it's, it's much more than I originally thought. So there's always a market outside of your core product that a lot of the time people haven't thought about, and there's no real cost to the sale. Essentially, it's kind of 
extra money on top of what you're making on a monthly basis um, that you'd never thought about to start with. That's really good. I just imagine that takes a bit of time and uh, being able, to, like you say, get out of the emotion. Yeah, I think um, it's an advantage that I, I, so I'm not a coder, I'm not a programmer. People presume, presume oh, you know, really high tech company, he must be really intelligent. But um, as my wife would say, no, not really. Um, I very much just do the sales. As soon as we've uh, made a sale, the last thing a customer wants to do is talk to me. Um, but also, um, I think if I was honest with myself, I've made mistakes in other businesses. And I set this business up with this aim. You know, I, I wasn't, so I spent five years making these little booklets around Southampton and um, I didn't really make any money. And, what I sh- and while I had lots of fun, the reality is it didn't make any money. And that should, have, that should have clicked about 18 months in and I should have just ditched the business, something we just hang on to things for far too long. So I'm quite unemotional about our product. At the same time, I absolutely love it. You know, we have amazing relationships with our customers. But I, every six months, we sit down and rip our business apart from staffing, what we're doing, are we doing the right thing? Is that good enough? Um, we're never happy. And it's quite easy to do if, um, well, in my case, if I don't actually do the coding. Yes, uh, uh, that's, that's a good point to get together on a six monthly basis to be able to um, think about your business. I think some people do that at January 1st. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we do it um, probably more than that. I think also, um, I'm, I'm lucky, I've had businesses in the past, I've always tended to hire people that are more intelligent than me, that are better at the bit of the job they're doing than I am. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a good leader. I'm not a good manager. So I prefer to hire intelligent people, pay them well, and they can self-manage. Um, the, la- you know, the last thing they want is, is me managing them. I'm, I'm, just too, I'm like a little puppy that jumps up and down and gets excited every five minutes. So um, having that, a team of people like that is much easier. We don't have, we don't have HR issues. I and mean, there's lots of stuff in the business that just doesn't. We just don't, I don't seem to need to deal with. Oh, that sounds exciting. So if there's somebody listening to this and maybe they have a cruise liner they're running, uh, but they, they're looking for some help with their content. How would they contact you, Damien? Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, you know, cruise lines, tour operators, we pretty much work with, with almost all of them. Um, and so our sales strategy is either just get on the phone and call people directly. We, we just do everything the hard way, but there's big associations, recommendation, and our business works because if a travel agent sells a set number of operators, they phone the operator up and say, you need to work with Widgety. And then the cruise line, once our content's in, they realize it's easier to turn around to all of their travel agents and say, do you know what? If you want to start selling us, just call these people. They can have you up and running yeah. the next day. So I think the thing for us in any business is that catch 22. So getting off the ground took me really two and a half years. You know, a great idea, but you've got no, no operators on board and Great, great idea, Damien, from the cruise line, but you've got no customers. So getting over that, yeah. that catch-22 is, is the hardest part. And I think with business, you get to the point where you're sitting happy and then you relax. You sort of take it for granted. You just, well, obviously the money comes in every month. I could, I, I couldn't relax and actually, and then COVID hits and the reality is you, you can't, you know, you can never take it for granted. So I think we're, we're trying to always stay hungry. Yeah, fabulous. So if there was somebody looking to contact you, about what you do maybe or find out more i uh, just go to our website widgety.co.uk um and send us an email excellent and we'll put that on our website as well so it makes <laughs> no it easy for people to find you thank you ever so much for sharing your story and your passion and some some great tips i must say on um sort of running the business and getting the emotion side out of it so that you can focus on what's vital it's an absolute pleasure thanks a lot
Thank you. Damien, if you happen to know of any other business owners or entrepreneurs that will benefit from being on the podcast, can you let me know? I totally will. Fabulous. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Bye, Damien. Bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSP Payments, fast, secure and reliable card machines to fit your business, exclusive discounts available for FSP members, including reduced minimum monthly service charges, authorization fees, as well as up to six months free terminal rental with no joining fees. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk